0: The Why Watch That Movie Talk
1: You know, sometimes there's so many movies to watch that we can't just review one of them. No, we gotta review more than one. And This time, we have two movies for you, and you'll see whether you can find them in theaters or not. So <laughs> the first one, wait a minute. The ref saw this, and you know what? I need to see this. It's on my list. It is Searching. Mm. Yes. So if you think Searching, I think I've heard of that if you haven't seen it. It stars John Cho and Debra Messing. Mm-hmm. Interesting pairing. And it's directed by Anish Changanti. He, uh, he co-wrote it with Sev Ohanian. <laughs>
0: so... <laughs> Well done.
1: What is going on in this movie? Because it's trickling out of theaters now, and we've got to wait for pre-orders to actually see the thing on our screens. Tell us, ref.
0: Oh, my goodness. John Cho's character, David, has a daughter named Margaret. Margaret? (laughs) Margaret, (laughs) played by Michelle La. Now, he's married to uh, Sarah Son's character, Pamela and we see this is not giving anything away if you see this in the in the trailer she has cancer illness and we see in the beginning through via pictures via um you know we've got the old screen of the windows uh platform on your computer and they're just kind of clicking through videos and different pictures and we see how this wonderful beautiful happy family walks through this tragedy and eventually and unfortunately leads to Pamela's death. Mm. Well, uh, John Cho's character, uh, David, has to still raise his daughter. I mean, she's only 16 Mm. and she's missing her mother. Now, he has a brother played by Joseph Lee, Peter, who, you know, is single and kind of does his thing but really isn't there to help it's just john trying to maneuver through parenthood and unfortunately he doesn't do the best job now michelle is seems to be involved with piano that her mother kind of gave her lessons with um before and she seems to carry on with that so she really does have a life outside of the home so it seems until one day She doesn't come home. Mm. And it's alarming, of course. He does, in the middle of the night, get a couple phone calls from her, but he's asleep. Waking up to the next day of her not being there, freaking out, trying to contact her friends. Doesn't even have access to her friends. He doesn't even know if she has friends. And finally, he has to call in Deborah Messing's character, Detective Vic. Who is a specialist in missing children? As it progresses, I'm gonna throw a whammy at you in a second, but Uh-oh. as it progresses, yeah, as it progresses, they are unearthing via Michelle's computer just how much he doesn't know his daughter. Of course. All kinds of things are coming out of this. Where was I? Why didn't I know these things? And then finally, by the time you get to the end, really the question is, do they find this girl? Is she going to be the same if they do? Uh, How is their relationship going to progress? Who who arranged all of this to happen? She's only 16, so who's arranging for her to be missing? Mm. Who's a part of that? and there's the gist of the plot now the monkey wrench that i'm gonna throw in this is that none of it none of what i just told you is ever played out by the actors everything that i just told you is via the computer ah so you are seeing all of this transpire via text Via FaceTime, via if they have to watch a clip from uh, breaking news, it's via the computer. Hmm. If there is any kind of surveillance, I won't tell you who's being surveyed, but if there's any kind of surveillance, it's via that. So there really is no dynamic between actors in a traditional way everything is via technology everything Mm. is via current technology love it technology that we have now not something in the future and technology that we had in the past as we see them go through as a family so that was really interesting to watch now for the review very quickly Mm -hmm. um first of all yes that was i've never seen anything quite like that Mm -hmm. it was interesting to be in a theater reading people's texts but the way they did it was was clever and it didn't seem like you know I'm I didn't seem like I was peering in on someone's business it did feel like as an audience member you're trying to find her as much as uh, John Cho's character is trying to find his daughter Um, it used different platforms of social media something along the lines of snapchat something along the lines of periscope so we did see like some live action kind of things but it was still via something else Mm. Um, the story. As interesting as all that may sound, it is problematic. Oh
1: no! <laughs> yes,
0: it is no. because the first, I would say, two thirds of the movie, you're really like, oh my goodness, you're digging around, you're you're kind of going through this crisis with John Cho's character. However, by the time you get to the last third of the movie a really huge monkey wrench is thrown in that it doesn't quite warrant the monkey wrench. Mm -hmm. And when I say monkey wrench, I mean there is an element of someone participating in the girl's disappearance that you're kind of like, what? Mm -hmm. What are we, who, what's going on here? And by the time you get to the end of it, it really did lose its momentum. And it lost oh. its, it, it did, it did. And that's the unfortunate part. But here's what I will say to you all. The actors, mean John Cho, he, he did his best as he could. Deborah Messing. I wasn't like blown away by the performances, but I was bl- blown away by what the actors had to do. Mm. Um, just talking into, you know, a camera all day, you might know something about that. But just talking into that um, with your scenes and going through your emotional, you know, things that you have to do as an actor, it was just interesting to sort of watch that happen knowing what it had to take behind the scenes. So I'll say this, if you're interested in a show like this, a movie like this, where it's very much unconventional, uh, the way it's presented, then maybe you should check it out. I, I have to warn you again that the, it's gonna be a little challenging with the story, especially when you get towards the end, you're not going to get quite the payoff that you think you deserve for, you know, watching a movie of texts and all of that. <laughs> but it is an experience. And quite frankly, it's an experience that you could have at home. So that's, that's my take on it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'll be my experience at home.
0: At home, at home. Okay, now I heard you got to see a Netflix movie called The The Land of Steady Habits. Yeah. And that's available, obviously, right now on Netflix. It's uh, directed by Nicole uh, (laughs) Holif-Sinner. I don't know how to actually say the poor woman's name. But she also... She also um, wrote it as well, but it's based on Ted Thompson's novel of the same title. You've got a pretty familiar cast here, some favorites. Uh, You have Connie Britton showing up, Edie Falco. Now, I wouldn't see them in a scene. You don't. You don't, though. (laughs) That is highly unfortunate because (laughs) you pay a lot of money to see those two in a scene. You've got Bill Camp showing up, which we know from from various things. I've really become a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly who the leads are, but I see there are other people that you'll tell us a little bit about.
1: Yeah, well, the the lead lead is Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, he plays Anders. Now, Ben Mendelsohn was in uh, that show on Netflix that they canceled with the family, Bloodline. Mm. And if you go back to when we talked about mm. Bloodline, you, don't you don't like know
0: it. yeah. <laughs> what I
1: thought about Ben Mendelssohn. Uh oh. Okay. Anytime you see Ben Mendelssohn's name, run. That just, yeah, just know he is going to uh, give you your money's worth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's a Brit. Now, Anders, things aren't going too well for the man. Uh, he recently divorced his wife. Played by Edie Falco.
0: Oh, how can you divorce Edie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's moved on. Okay, has he? He's jumping in and out of the bed with all kinds of women. But he's not landing. <laughs> okay? That's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the opening sequence, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. He has also left his highly lucrative job. So, where's his income? Like, where's it coming from? Right? Where's he gonna get it? He has a son who's like 27, 28. Okay. Um, And the son is not doing so well himself. He's had his struggles with addiction in the past. So, the parents are trying to help this son get a job and stick with the job. Actually, mama hires the son. Now, this son, I believe, went to Northwestern or something like that. So it's not like he ain't smart. Oh, okay. Whoa. Now, there's another family involved here, and it's the friend of Edie Falco's character. Uh, And that's played by Elizabeth Marvel, who is now in Homeland. Uh, She and her husband, who's played by, let's see here. So, husband's played by Michael Gaston, yes. Well, they have a son. (laughs) (laughs) They have a son who's a teenager. He has addiction problems, and this is played by Charlie Tahan, who is in Ozark. Okay, so looks like there are parallel things going on here between these families. Now, where does Bill Camp come in? Please, Bill Camp is the guy who Edie Falco is now with. Bill Camp's character, Donnie, he's a great guy, and he's a wealthy guy. Mm. So he's looking at Anders going, look, this house that now I actually moved into with your wife, Mm -mm. I can buy it from you. And you can just move on. (laughs) Mm. I can take care of things. He does this very nicely. But here's the wrinkle. Anders befriends the son of his wife's friends. Yes, he befriends the teenager who has drug problems. And that leads to all kinds of problems. And by the end, he has to pay. There is something that happens at the end that is not good, and he has to pay for it. Now, along the way <laughs> through all of this madness, he meets Connie Britton. Now, anybody knows if you meet Connie Britton, your day's gonna get better. <laughs> So the question is, with all of his craziness, can he actually develop a new relationship with somebody who looks like Connie Britton? Mm. And who is just as open and, everyth- and honest as she is? Huh. So the steady part of this title, the land of steady habits, he needs that. And I'll just say this before I get to my review. If you say that to Siri, Siri thinks it's study habits. Hey, Siri, it's steady. <laughs> steady. So... Thank you. This, to me, ref, is the perfect film for Netflix. It's something that in theaters, a lot of people wouldn't go out to see. But if you put it in front of them at home, why not watch it? The cast is just amazing. Mm. An amazing cast. And Nicole is great at highlighting what seems like an everyday moment, but making it seem real and fresh and surprising at times, and even funny, all of that kind of stuff. So it was great watching that from the comfort of my home. Yeah. (laughs) And by the end, there's something that in a lot of other writer-directors' hands would have gone really serious. Not with Nicole. (laughs) She finds a moment of humor, even in the most tragic of circumstances, and it actually worked. So I will say, if you're interested in just watching people do some questionable things, try to overcome loss, try to stay on the up and up, but fail, this is certainly the movie for you. And again, it's available on Netflix in perpetuity.
0: Hmm. Ended. So
1: there we go with our movie talk, everybody. Searching. It's leaving theaters now. It may be out of theaters completely by now, but don't worry. You can pre-order it or wait to rent it or wait for it to come to some sort of streaming service and you can start reading because I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm going to prepare myself to read for that. The Land of Steady Habits, again, is available right now on Netflix. If you don't know who Ben Mendelsohn is, you will know after that movie.
0: Sayonara.